0: okay hello welcome to episode 266 that that's the number okay almost lost it but it is the number episode 266 of sack kings therapy we are coming to you after the second uh back-to-back the second game of the back-to-back against the mavericks we'll go over the first one first just to go chronological order but uh yes we are recording this on uh God damn. it. February 11th. I forgot the I forgot the name <laughs> of the month. Just uh just a little shell-shocked, I guess. Or not shell-shocked. Just a little too excited because we'll get to it. But um yes, we A uh, Fong is here with me of course. Please introduce yourself. Hello. All right. Uh sh- I guess sh- should we do introductions? Um uh, I guess how, how 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 do you feel right now?
1: I mean, I feel better than yesterday, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let let's start with yesterday then and that perfect transition so we actually went to the game uh it was a full capacity crowd it was a it was a fun night i thought did you have fun
1: uh not gonna lie i i felt it right after the first quarter i mean it was a big dallas maverick's first quarter and uh, i mean yeah we just couldn't <laughs> really come back from that like 16 to 20 point lead that they kept on maintaining so I mean it was it was a good night in the sense of you know we went to a game and it was a fun night just you know it was it just didn't happen to be a win that's all
0: uh I think you meant 45 to 25 you said I think 60 to 20.
1: (laughs) Oh wow I I meant to say that oh okay I meant to say why we had a what like throughout the game it was just a 16 to 20 point lead mm. from mavericks just throughout most of the game not until like the very last quarter where we kind of kind of got ourselves back together but i mean they just kept on scoring
0: yeah so let's start from the top so the kings came out flat well they they started out okay but right when dear Fox checked out the the mavs went on a scoring rampage with uh Chris, with basically christian wood on the floor for the most part and basically they ended the quarter 45 to 25 i actually have it written here those mavs were 7 of 13 from 3 um for for the quarter like they were just smoking hot the kings they looked unfocused they didn't, didn't rebound well the intensity wasn't there they were throw, they were turning the ball over to just throwing it out of bounds and the, the and they just kept getting backdoor to death. And that's kind of what led to the open threes. It was so bad that like TD, TD gave up two backdoor cuts. And, you, you know, immediately Mike Brown says, I've had enough of this shit. I am subbing in key on Ellis. That's how bad things got in the first quarter. Like just the defense wasn't there, you know, the, and then like they weren't scoring well, which adds more pressure on the defense. And yeah, 45 to 25 in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, it's, it seemed like we couldn't find a guy that we could stop to, you know, yeah, like I said, get to the back door. Just, just so many cuts to the uh, pain that actually, I think you have it up. How many pain points did we give up this game?
0: Or Oh, this game? We, so we actually didn't give up that many pain points, so only 48. Yeah, only 48. Oh,
1: wow, that's we, surprising.
0: Yeah, like, because after after we made the adjustment, you know, we stopped giving up backdoor cuts and we then uh just started giving up threes. It wasn't even so much we gave up threes. There were a lot there were a few open threes but the mavs just hit threes. Like it is what it is. Like a lot of those shots and yeah they just never stop hitting threes and the kings couldn't buy one on the other end. Let's get into that. Like the kings have been just kind of really bad on offense as of late basically since the road trip they're not hitting a lot of threes and they kind of carry that over you know back to the golden one center
1: yeah it's kind of weird because we usually start out pretty strong and we kind of maintain it in some ways throughout the second and third then you know and even stronger on the fourth but this is just one of those games where the first quarter wasn't there and we had to find our way back through you know second third and fourth quarter
0: yeah it just was a it's like they just came out unfocused they can you can tell like they've just came off of a big road trip and they just came back home a lot of people say like the first game off road trip or the first game back home off a road trip is kind of a road game because you're still getting acclimated and yeah, the Kings just did not, they did not come out with the right mindset to start. And that actually cost them because for the rest of the game, the, the Kings would actually outscore the Mavericks in each quarter. Now, granted, most of them not by much, but at the same time, that first quarter set the tone and the Kings had to dig themselves out of a hole the entire game. And as you mentioned, like. They tried their best. You know, they, they started to get into more rhythm on offense, but, you know, they just could not get consistent stops. And and they just hovered around 16 to 20 points for basically much of the game until the fourth quarter where we got as close to seven, but it was too little too late. The, the Mavs were too hot. The The Kings didn't have enough in the tank. And that's how they lost that game.
1: Yeah, I, I, I should have wrote this down, but I forgot how many threes we only made in the first half. And. It, it it was a low percentage compared to you know what Dallas hit, but we at least got to the line a lot, which I mean, we we got a, a lot more free throws than Dallas. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, um, the Dallas like if you just look at their stat sheet, just nothing all that impressive. Like then like they just had a really good you know pass. They actually had a great passing game. Uh, thirty four was thirty four assists, but like. You know, Kyrie was like really good, despite shooting what five for fourteen. They just moved mm-hmm. the ball well, but again, a lot of those threes were just them pulling up and just nailing it. Just they could not miss for a lot of the game. And also, let's not forget this: even though the statue doesn't really show, we were at that game. It was so deflating every time the Kings could not sup- uh, secure a rebound.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, the statues didn't show it. I I want to say, like, during the first half, like, the Mavericks were already, like, mm, like, in their 20s in terms of rebounds, while we're, like, still stuck in the, like, mid, probably, like, below 20, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, like, I guess the way to explain is like, their offensive rebounds were so impactful and loud. Like, on the stat sheet, like, you actually look at it, like, five, we only have five offensive rebounds. They had 11, but they only have 28 uh, rebounds, or they had only had 28 defensive rebounds, which is kind of weird. But at the same time, like, they just could not s- secure the rebound. Even after, like, getting a really, really good stop, they could not secure the rebound. They just could not put it all together. And, yeah, like, y- you can't stop the other, the other team from threes, and you're not exactly protecting the paint all that well. And you know you don't secure the rebound, it's gonna lead to a night like this. And it was it was just a, a ugly, ugly game. But the Kings would get redemption the next game. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, oh,
1: oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to mention week shut month. the fuck up. Week one, uh went down during this game with a sore ankle, I believe, for this upcoming game.
0: Uh, yes, Malik, uh, I believe, was it the third quarter or the fourth quarter? I don't even remember. But, yes, uh, he he went down with an injured ankle. He was able to walk off on his own, on his own like, strength. He didn't need to be held up or anything. So, you know, he, probably, hopefully, just for precautionary issues or precautionary uh, reasons, they didn't uh, let him play this game. But other guys stepped up, and hopefully Malik is able to come back soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So let's get, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the second game before Fong rudely interrupted me. <laughs> um, but yes, we just finished watching this game and my, like, I, I guess my keys to the game, like how Katie does it, like you, you gotta, you, you hope that the maps just, you know, cool down from three and the Kings maybe heat up from three a little bit. And then hopefully they just play a little bit, a bit more defense. Well, one of those things were true, and they did play a little bit more defense. But how I describe this game is that both teams kind of just doubled down on what they did well in the first game. The Mavs decided to double down on their on their smoking hot shooting, and the Kings attacked the shit out of the paint.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the Mavs actually, they didn't, in percentage-wise, they didn't shoot. That much better, but they did hit two more threes in this game than last game.
0: Yeah. Um so yes, they were 20 of 51 from three. Pure insanity. They just could not miss. Like it, I again, it, and it was even worse in this game because, like, as I said, there were a lot of those like threes where you just can't, you just you just kind of tip your cap to the uh to to the Mavs They just launched threes and they just went in. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. Like the Kings, I didn't even think played bad defense on a lot of them, but they just went in.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially from like, whatchamacallit. Uh, I forgot who. There was some people from the bench that just shot it up, just chucked it up, and all of a sudden went in.
0: Yeah, like, like Kyrie and Luca, they're gonna they're gonna get their shots. It is what it is. Tim Hardaway had had a few uh, ugly ones before. Unfortunately, he had to sit out the second half uh, because of a sore uh, hamstring. And yeah, like other guys, like you know Christian Wood just would just toss up threes and they would just go in. Not much you can really even do about that. And it, it is what it is. Like if the King if the Kings lost this game. I honestly wouldn't have been too angry at their effort because I thought they defended pretty well for the most part. But the Mavs were just scorching hot from three.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, give credit to the Kings. They got outscored by 12 threes. That's a 36-point difference, and they somehow still won this game.
1: Yeah, and at least this game compared to last game, we did have a lot more field goals uh, than Dallas because I remember (laughs) – Dallas had a lot more attempts than us, and like we like like we said, we just couldn't make aiding out of ours in our end. So I don't know what we could have done there. And
0: the Kings also got huge offensive rebounds, like late in that game, like the Kevin Herter uh, layup um, to go up four. Like I think with what thirty seconds to go, like that was just so big. And you know the Kings fought; they really did like you know Mike Brown definitely lit into them the coaching staff definitely lit into them and they responded and you know th- how did they win this game despite being scored outscored by 12 threes in this game they attacked the shit out of that paint like it was it was 48 it was 58 to 48 last game this game 74 to 46 Now, to give you some comparison, the the Kings had an embarrassing game against the Lakers where the Kings allowed the Lakers to score 70 points in that game in the paint, and and we flipped a lid. But in this game, they scored 74 points at the paint. That's how relentless they were attacking that paint.
1: Yeah, it felt like pretty much almost everyone during that second half kind of flipped from, okay, we're not hitting from free. Let's try the paint <laughs> because, uh again, you know, we kind of had a little slump in the three-point shooting department where I believe in second quarter we only hit like one for eight and we only hit another one in the first quarter as well. But, you know,
0: we we hit the ones that matter. TD hit a huge one in overtime and then Kevin Herter hit, I think, multiple in, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like sometimes you're going to get out score from the three-point line, but if you keep getting to the paint, and if you just hit a few crucial threes, like hit the big ones, that that's gonna that's gonna be the difference between the game. Because like the the Mavs, like they they finally kind of cooled down towards the end of the game.
1: Yeah, and surprisingly, now that I think about it, we didn't see too much Wuka during that fourth and OT time. Like he made maybe probably like one or two shots here and there, but it, luckily, I mean I'm saying luckily it didn't go in. He kind of deferred to Kyrie, I thought down the stretch, and
0: I I thought he trusted his teammates too much, honestly. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I... he he would get trapped, and this uh, y- y- like you want to talk about like honestly questionable coaching to say the least. Closing with Dwight Powell over Christian Wood was a huge mistake, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought because Luka would get trapped, at, like you know, fifty feet from the hoop, he would pass it to Dwight Powell above the three point line or at the free throw line. And he just would not look at the rim. Couldn't do anything outside of the paint. And that basically cost them because they couldn't attack advantages. And the Kings, to their credit, rotated beautifully and, you know, shut off the threes. So, you know, like just the Kings, like doubling the hell out of uh, Luka. And, you know, credit to the defensive player of the game, Terrence Davis, he made him work for it. Like, you're not going to stop Luka. The best you can do is just make him work for it. And yes, he made him work.
1: Oh, yeah. And also to Kyrie, because my God, he made some crazy layups and uh, like a step back free that just made the game even more interesting during that OT and fourth quarter that. Oh, man. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended with a Kyrie uh, game winner.
0: I mean, yeah, that three he hit, like, you know, fading to his right and just in in uh, OT, like it, you just got to ticker cap. to to these kinds of shots. It is what it is. And now they have two of these guys that make these kinds of shots. They're going to be a tough team. Uh, The defense is a whole other thing. But just, yeah, like any shot that they made, you just tip your cap to them. The best you can do is hope that the other guys don't make their shots.
1: Mm -hmm. And we also have to make our shots in the other end as well.
0: And, you know, one guy that made a lot of shots in the fourth quarter, De'Ara Fox, showed up big time. He had 10 points going into the fourth. He ended up with 36. So if you you, you want to do the math, that's 26 points in the fourth quarter in OT. He, he missed two free throws to start the game. And I had said, get the, get those missed free throws out of your system because boy, he didn't miss for the rest of the game. 12 for 14 from the free throw line, 26 points in the fourth quarter, just attacked relentlessly. They had no, they had no answer for him. They kept dropping back uh, Dwight Powell too. And, yeah, like De'Aaron is so dangerous now, just getting downhill and just hitting that floater. It's very, it's to the, it's to Joss level. That's what it is. And you just can't, you can't drop on him. You're just going to have to hope that your guy can keep up, keep him in front. Or honestly, this is what's going to happen in the playoffs. They're going to trap him. You, you just have to double him and get the ball out of his hands at this point. He's at that level now.
1: Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting once we finally see a lot more teams kind of like look towards, uh, you know, doubling Sabonis and Fox because without them, I mean, we're pretty much <laughs> pretty much screwed. I'd say.
0: Uh, so so the other half of that equation, Sabonis, uh, 22 points, 14 rebounds, only two assists. But it's tough to get assists when your teammates don't hit open shots. So, you, you know, it is what it is. He fouled. He ended up fouling out again. Although this game, I thought actually, like he, they they did not fall for Dwight Powell's bullshit flopping. <laughs> i'll just say mm-hmm. but he did get he did get like the short end of, of the stick on a lot of fouls i thought
1: yeah like i believe he got four fouls within the fourth and in ot which you know couldn't do much uh in terms of that ot because i i really thought it would, should have been a no call
0: it, it is what it is. Like he, he did kind of wrap Luca on the, on his sixth foul. It's the, it's like the, it's like his fifth and like his fourth that I thought were kind of frustrating, but um, you know, like l- luckily, you know, the man of the hour, he keeps stepping up in big moments. Like Trey Lyles, he filled in, he filled in as the back of five in overtime. And I thought he was great. He was great rebounding. He was good, like protecting the rim and he's just, you know, a solid pro.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we don't see him as much anymore. I mean, we played Chimezi in the first part because, I mean, we saw some progress uh, with Chimezi out there against Christian Wood when it came to the bench. But, I mean, last game and this game, Christian Wood just wasn't, I mean, he he was just pretty much unstoppable from uh, beyond the arc for Chimezi to uh, be any effect for us.
0: I will say a bit of a sketchy player on offense. Like it just feels like he, he's a, he's a three point shooter, but it feels like his shots like a little weird to me. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like it's a bad shot or anything. I just feel like he's one of those guys that's a theoretical stretch five and he does stretch the floor, but I don't trust him at all. And then his driving game to the rim is again, a bit sketchy. Although again, he was unstoppable for stretches and i thought it was a mistake to not play him down the stretch um but yeah like i, I can understand why because he's not good on defense but like the the, the maps needed offense but he's an overall sketchy player to me um well, yeah, like, i don't i don't know how to describe it
1: in my opinion i mean he's good offensively but when he has the ball in the hand he, it's all him like you don't, you don't see anyone else <laughs> getting the ball from him he, <laughs> That's why I thought like the king should
0: have just doubled him. It's not exactly a good passer by any means. Like I just felt at each time he passed it out, it led to nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: you, you know, I, I can I can understand why, but like if he's playing with Luca, like that's kind of solves that issue. Like Luca's gonna create that opening for him. And then he he's he's a guy that can take advantage. Yeah. Um a- anyways, yeah, Metsu I thought was fine for the most part. He kind of just got he's just too small, like for oh, JaVel yeah. McGee and like Christian Wood. And you know. Like Trey Lyles that manages to step in and just contribute, like just as, as a great pro.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a very key last rebound for us to you know pretty much secure, uh, pretty much the rest of the OT. Yeah,
0: he he you can kind of rely on him to get some big rebounds. He's so he's long, he's tough. He goes up for it. He, he's a, he's he's been a pro all, all season. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Barnes, interesting game for him. He was aggressive. But unfortunately, he just didn't make shots. It was just one of those weird games. He There were our, at least two just completely blown layups he had. He was he ended up 5 for 16 from the field, but I like the aggressiveness. Like, 16 shots, like, you, you want him to make more of it, but I, again, I love the aggressiveness from Harrison. 13 points, you know, three rebounds, zero assists, but, like, aggressive Harrison is good Harrison.
1: Yeah, definitely his defense against—I—I I, want to say it was Bullock during that stretch. Ah, I forgot. He,
0: he did uh, defend Luca for for stretches, and you know he made he made Luca like work a little bit. Like he, I, did, I thought he was fine
1: on Luca. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, <sighs> I'm gonna be honest. If Harrison Barnes doesn't get going on offense pretty early, I'm probably not gonna expect much for the rest of the game from him like he he did definitely
0: do his customary like you know drive to the rim get bumped for free throws he's always reliable for at least like one of those a game Mm -hmm. and you know again i just want to see him be aggressive and he was aggressive this game and when he's aggressive he helps the team
1: Mm -hmm. yeah other than that i mean his defense is always going to be great
0: yeah great is a bit stretching i thought i always think he's solid like, he's not quick enough to guard ones and twos anymore but like against a guy like you know luca who's who's really like stop start you want a guy like harrison on him with who has like good strength and just length to be able to kind of guard him you know credit the td for just doing such a great job on him oh yeah because the yeah, td like dbog this game you know, he, he showed up, like, 19 points in the first half, and they were huge. Like, he attacked the rim relentlessly. He hit two huge threes, including one huge one in, in uh, overtime. Just a jolt of energy. And, again, guarded Luka for a long time and made him work. So credit to him for that. And well-deserved DPOG for him.
1: Yeah, I got to say, him driving to the rim <laughs> at times, I, I didn't think he was that grave a finisher, but he, he did finish pretty well. Uh, regardless of you know his um some of his freeze that he took this game yeah and he took quite a few like step back
0: mid-rangers which surprised me like Mm -hmm. and you know again sometimes i'm i think he's a little over eager to to just shoot but like you know like he got he had it going and yeah the kings needed it and you know why not
1: yeah definitely a more toned down version of what I guess I'm kind of used to because I mean I expect a, a shot to be up in the air within like the first few seconds of the transition. Yeah,
0: and he was he was willing to control himself, and again was very good on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, uh, we'll t- we'll quickly talk about like just go back to Fox. Like Fox was really good on defense this game too. Like you know, I just wish he turned it up a little bit more often. He definitely turns it up in the fourth but like his just ball hawking like getting getting the steal on Jaden Hardy and then the pick six layup that he had in the fourth just overall really really active this game and one of the big tu- one of the big kind of turnarounds like before he actually went to you know when it had the baby his defense i thought picked up and he like it, it was kind of missing like last game but i think he's been really good on defense lately he i thought he guarded Kyrie pretty well
1: yeah, in a one-on-one sense, it's—I would say it's yeah—it's a lot bigger step up. I, I do wish we do see uh, some of his uh, steals again, but this game we did see a couple of those.
0: Uh, last guy we'll talk about, like uh, Kevin Herter, just—he's—he's he's been in a bit of a funk. He did hit three for seven from three, and again two huge ones in the fourth. But like, even though he's not hitting his threes, he is finding a way to contribute. Like he's getting to the rim. And, you know, I've always said this about him, sneaky good finisher. Like, he he has really good touch around the rim. He's, you know, high on the glass and is not out of control. Like, always stays under control. Like, sneaky good. Like,
1: he's been able to, like, sneakily contribute, even though
0: he's not hitting his threes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, he's always been a great finisher. And I I always wonder if the coaches told him, hey, if your frees aren't going in, you might as well just attack the pain. Because all his floaters always hit.
0: He, again great touch and like he's not a one-dimensional player like it, it, he doesn't get credit for just how like good he i think he's really good around the rim i just remember last year against the hawks i swear to god he didn't miss a single layup like when he played for the hawks mm-hmm. it was just again sneaky good finishing
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay um that's all that's for all the players that i have overall. The Kings now beat the Mavericks and stay firmly in the third seed. They are now, what, two games ahead of the Mavs now? Yep, as of right now. And again, back to what, three and a half games? Or is it two and a half or three and a half out of the Memphis?
1: Three now.
0: Three and a half. Boy,
1: uh, it should be three and a half, but NBA. Oh, no, it's two and a half. That... Two and a half. Did That's... Memphis did something happen well oh. memphis had lost a bunch
0: in a row hmm. and uh yeah, and they just beat the timberwolves and I, they beat someone else before that too but like they have been kind of scuffling a little bit and yeah like had the kings not blown the games at indiana and uh new orleans they very much could be in the second seed right now
1: yeah uh, yeah but i mean we'll just take this as a day to day basis i mean we're glad that we're in the third seed because i mean this is literally a first for us for maintaining this uh, seating for this long as of right now. So hopefully, you know, good fortune comes to us. And yeah, good, you
0: know, like good job of the Kings to be able to respond back because had they had they lost this game, like the, the Mavs would have probably been the third seed. And at that point, like, you know, that's where, you know, you feel the Kings might scuffle and like fall down fall down the standings a little bit because next game is against Phoenix and the Kings have a really bad habit of not taking advantage of, you know, teams with injured players. Now, granted, I think Devin Booker will play that game and Kevin Durant won't, but like it's a scary kind of game that the Kings often still to a certain degree this year still lose, unfortunately. So now that they've kind of like stopped the bleeding a little bit, even though they only really lost one game, like the the Kings need every single win that they can, and it was it was crucial that they respond tonight, and they did.
1: Yeah, and luckily for us, we do have a two day rest uh, because the next game <gasps> will be on Tuesday at who this one? Yeah, it's at six p.m. I think if I'm reading correctly.
0: Hmm, interesting. Oh, that's actually gonna be tricky for me
1: yeah it's uh it's gonna be tricky i actually do not see when our Nets game will be uh
0: the, the, well because it's a all-star break oh. after that so like you, you know the, the they they're gonna they need this break because like you can just tell like how everyone's just a bit worn out mm-hmm. and i'm glad it's coming soon
1: yeah so after that tuesday game yeah it will be all-star break so i guess we won't see a game until after
0: and I forgot if have I talked about on the last episode, De'Aaron Fox All-Star. So he, he made the replacement. He replaces it's one of Steph Curry, one of Steph Curry, Zion Williamson, or and or uh who's the third one that's injured? Um fuck.
1: Kevin mm. Durant. Kevin Durant. There we go. Yeah. I, I always wonder like, since Fox gone to the All-Star. Do they take away that All-Star for those players that got injured or? No, they're still still an All-Star.
0: It it goes down in the record books. It it essentially becomes a bonus for uh, De'Aaron. I see. So essentially they have, what, 17 All-Stars this year.
1: I see. Okay.
0: So, yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, Keegan will be in the Rising Stars. We're still waiting on an announcement and whether or not Kevin Herter will be in the three-point contest um i've i heard from james ham they sounded like he was gonna be there so i, I don't know but hopefully he is you know re- represent represent uh sacramento maybe win, maybe even win the damn thing
1: yeah i mean last three-point contest oh geez this was a uh, buddy healed remember him yeah.
0: which uh by the way buddy heal Tyrese Halliburton in, in the contest
1: oh boy I, I remember way back when uh buddy healed was uh whatchamacallit the free point champion and i went to a game and uh i forgot who was the coach at the time it must have luke. been yeah it must have been luke buddy healed sat out for the fourth quarter and a lot of fans were like why don't we have buddy and he's a three-point champion it was it was
0: the raptors game i remember because yeah it, it someone caught the mic actually caught a fan yelling at him you have the three point shoot you have the three-point champion on your on your bench why don't you play him? And, yeah that was kind of what contributed to like the you know the really the fractured relationship between him and walton mm-hmm. pretty much right from the start oh yeah um, but yeah, I, honestly, I think Tyrese is going to win it. Like, Ty, if, if you've ever seen Tyrese, like, in the gym, he don't miss. It's crazy, even though, like, he has a janky-ass form.
1: Well, I guess we shall see because it's going to be a pretty good three-point contest, I'd say.
0: Okay, on to the fireworks of the deadline, the trade deadline, that is. So let, let's start with this. The Kings didn't do anything. Were there moves that could have been done? Probably, but they ultimately decided to stand pat. What were your What were your initial thoughts about that?
1: Um, I mean, I really thought we would have moved maybe Rashawn, since you know we're sadly not utilizing him at all, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, I mean, even if there wasn't a move, uh, it is what it is. We could always do something in the offseason see how far this team goes uh, in terms of what we have together as of right now to the end of the season and I mean if we need to make changes we'll we definitely will do in the off season. so I I I wish they at least
0: made one move just to kind of shore up your you know your backup center or kind of your backup playmaker as well because the league can be a bit up and down I just thought this team needed some sort of defense. Like, and honestly, seeing what the other teams like got for say the 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 guys that we were talking about, Matisse Dibel, two second round picks, Mason Plumley, I believe, a second round pick, and then Matisse, and then uh Josh Richardson, I think, uh Devontae Grammons, uh, a second round pick. There were a lot of second round picks in this in this trade deadline, by the way. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, just just seeing what the, what those guys went for, like why not like just give, give up a second round pick? Like the Kings have a lot of them. I just I, like just to make one move, but ultimately I kind of fall back on, you know, there is probably a value to just having a, t- a cohesive team, a team with like lots of chemistry from just playing with each other. And maybe there, maybe that actually outweighs like any move that you could have done.
1: Uh, I, yeah i could see that happening it's just that uh, i mean just maybe we did you know go try going after these guys this is just a maybe because like you said we have a lot of these picks that we could you know throw around made uh, for something uh of use but I, I don't know maybe the other team just didn't find that those picks were worth <laughs> compared to other teams I, don't, I, it's just i don't know
0: yeah i don't and plus with just the amount of second round picks that people were willing to throw around maybe we can do something you know as you said in the off season like maybe during draft time or something Uh, but ultimately a bit disappointing just i just wanted some more fireworks from the kings perspective like they literally did nothing other than you know get kessler edwards and kessler edwards is going to be in stockton quite a bit so you know that's a that's basically a a non-move but we'll see how that plays out in the future but ultimately i think there is something to be said for just having the chemistry and you know like it's it might take a, it might take a bit for other teams to get adjusted like you know the the mavs they lost their first game with luka and Kyrie playing
2: you know mm-hmm. they got to figure
0: that stuff out so again they, the vow like i still wanted them to do one move but it, it is what it is i'm actually okay with this team but I would have at least liked to see like just one backup center, but it, it worked out. It worked out. Like, you know, you had Trey as backup center this game and it worked out.
1: Oh yeah. And who knows? Maybe Namias will come in the later off season, oh, like later in the season. Maybe. Possibly. We'll, <laughs> maybe we'll see how that won. goes. And another guy we still have is Alex Glenn, which I mean, is he still injured? Like what's he's up with him? fine? As far as I know. Hmm. Mm. um well the, like one of the reasons
0: why he hasn't been playing you know for better or for worse Sabonis has been healthy well kind of healthy still has a broken thumb so but you know he's playing through it so like you know that's one of the blessings we've had during this it's like we've been healthy yeah i
1: so far I mean knock on wood I don't want to see anyone to get like majorly injured and miss out on weeks and even months on end <laughs> throughout the season and yeah, like you said, so far away, like, we haven't seen too many like multiple misses from any of these guys so far. I mean, as of right now, Malik is now out, so he's probably only going to like miss maybe, hopefully, a few weeks. And and yeah, hopefully he is back
0: soon. I I, I think it's going to be maybe a few games. Hopefully, Angles are tricky,
2: but
1: yeah,
0: like this is one of the benefits that uh, that the Kings have, like. They have what I call luxury players like now that Malik is out, at least in this game, Terrence Davis was terrific. And Mm -hmm. like even when Herter was out, he filled in perfectly like in Toronto. And then, you know, this is a small sample size, to say the least, Sabonis missed the game against the Lakers. Like Rashawn stepped right in 16 and 11. Now I'm not sure if he can do that every single game, but still like he was able to step in. The Kings have a lot of these luxury, what I call luxury guys. Like just, a, a you just have like a piece that's way too good to be not playing, but you just simply don't have time to be played. Therefore a luxury.
1: Yep. Always got to call the next guy up.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's a great thing. And maybe there's, there's a, maybe there's something to that. So we'll see how that goes. But one of my theories that I have of why the Kings didn't do anything, I think they were trying to, I think they were trying, go, trying to go for big. But, and by big, I mean, try to talk with the uh, Toronto Raptors, particularly about OG and Obi. Hmm. But it might be a good thing we didn't do anything with the Raptors because holy shit, Masai wants to fleece well, them. He wants to finesse someone. Because... Holy shit, three first-round picks for Memphis and Indiana, by the way. Indiana had three picks, and the Raptors still said no.
1: So, yeah, either three is not enough. So maybe, that's even maybe. Is four even uh, enough for Masai uh, to give OG away?
0: I, I think the thing is he wants a player back. He doesn't just want draft picks. Mm, And as far as I know, Memphis has not been willing to talk Jaron Jackson or Desmond Bay, even in a Kevin Durant trade.
1: Mm, Yeah, I mean... If I were either Memphis or even uh, Pacers, I I wouldn't want to give anyone huge to your piece uh, to, uh, you know, the Raptors just for OG and picks also on top of that. So that's what's tricky, right? OG isn't that guy. He's not
0: like, he's not a guy that creates a great 3 and D player, like, but he doesn't do much more than that and honestly shouldn't do much more than that. So like that kind of guy just doesn't, it's not three picks, I'll just say. Like, even honestly, if Memphis had just done three picks, I thought that would, that would have been an overpay. But, like, Masai is known to always fleece his guys or fleece guys in deals. Like, you know, DeMar DeRozan's been good, but, like, who made out of that deal better? Like, you know, the Spurs or the Raptors? Yeah. Probably the Raptors. Um, the uh, I, I, You might not know this one, the Andrea Bargnani trade. <laughs>
2: Hmm, I don't I don't,
0: I don't I mean. even I don't even know who who the Knicks traded to uh the Raptors but basically Andrea Barnani was supposed to be the next Dirk Nowitzki. He was not the next Dirk, Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki and we and everyone at least I assume people knew at the time and they and basically he somehow extracted value from the Knicks to get off of Bargnani and like make the Raptors better. It was an incredible deal. He is a guy that will fleece guys like to death and Yeah, so I just think like I think the Kings are trying to save up for a big deal, but that big deal just wasn't there at the deadline.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's always, like I said, the offseason and, you know, more talks can be made. Um, Hopefully, I don't know. I don't even recall what kind of picks we have during the next draft. So maybe we'll be drafting a big um i've been
0: hearing a lot about a chris murray like he's he's projected to be in the tw- in like the mid like teens to 20s mm-hmm. if he's there I, I i'll be honest i haven't seen any of his games i can't be the judge of judge but judge of how good he is yeah but why not <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, but he's bold. six he's six eight he's a he's a wing like why not
1: yeah, and you you put both Murrays on the floor too, so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. But I was eh, not gonna lie, even though I would love to have uh, another Murray on the floor, I'm thinking about someone bigger.
0: What you talking about, Victor?
1: <laughs> no, 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 that's that that's way too big. I'm talking about just another white like, center, I guess you could say the kings need a they need a jaron jackson type
0: and i just don't know how they're gonna get it. like mo Bamba is the guy that i heard like thrown around and he went for a second round pick too like to the lakers
2: mm-hmm. that
0: like i i personally don't think he's good enough to really speed playing so like i don't think like a guy like that and i just don't know how they're gonna get their hands on a guy like that
1: yeah surprisingly we we couldn't you know Put in a deal for like someone like mo Bamba, like i said
0: not... i i think there was an interest
1: from the kings i yeah. think that was
0: the because like here, think about it this way is he gonna play over keegan no He's not playing over barnes so like but, oh you know no, like no. i guess you can play you can play spot minutes but like i just don't think that will work
1: i i feel like in terms of spot minutes it's it would be fine, but I and you know, I don't know how Mobama would feel about that. I would say maybe what what fifteen minutes minimum a game for <laughs> But him.
0: like but think about it this way how many how many minutes has metu got?
1: That's true. He's Only kind, like
0: eight. <laughs> yeah, like I guess they can play together. I, I just don't think Mobama's good enough, if that makes any sense. So I don't know. like, He's an idea, idea, but I don't think he's actually the real deal. Um, But, yeah, so I I get it. But at the same time, I just think he's not a game changer for the Kings. And I I can understand why the Kings probably didn't make a trade for him or make make
1: a deal for him. Yeah, sadly, most of the game changers cost too much. I mean, OG and OB.
0: Again, yeah, OG and OB cost you three picks, and the Kings don't have three picks to actually give them to. Yeah. They give him 11 second round picks and see if they take that you know with how second round picks are going around like I honestly <laughs> kind of wish they would kind of got into that Sadiq Bay stuff like he basically went for a second and I didn't know he was
1: available to be honest oh yeah and uh, should we get into how that trade went down
0: uh just one more thing just uh I-, I did he I did uh read apparently Memphis offered uh four picks to Brooklyn for Mikael Bridges Four. um they, they're four <laughs> yes because like Mikel is better than og probably and you know it sounds about right honestly but uh, uh, but one thing i want to say about brooklyn i like that team right now like granted they, they ironically they kind of need a kevin durant type to kind of really fill out that roster but like it's their closing lineup was nick claxton spencer dinwiddie dorian finney smith um cam johnson and mikhail bridges that is a lot of length and a lot of versatility and like they kind of smothered joel Embiid for a lot of for a lot of possessions and i like that team and now that the cloud is over them the kd and kyrie garbage is just out of there that uh, that's a scrappy ass team and i'd be scared as how to play them later on in the season
1: Mm. yeah it'd be interesting (sighs) i wonder you didn't go get uh pretty far I mean the East right now is kind of like it's pretty set in terms of what you know what teams are gonna make it and what teams are gonna be out I feel and I, oh go go ahead sorry and I feel like the Nets can be like borderline uh you know they could be in but they could choose to go out
0: no they're not gonna go out. they're they're gonna be in the playoffs and they're oh. going to give a team um just a pain in the ass of six games.
1: Mm, I see. It's,
0: it's, it's too much length. Like seriously, like Mikael Bridge is one of the best defenders in the league. Like Doreen Finney-Smith was the best perimeter defender on the Mavs before he got traded. Cam Johns is no slouch by any means. Nick Claxton is becoming a very – some people are saying he's better than DeAndre Aiden at this point, which is – wow, that's a statement. <laughs> um, and then like Spencer Dinwiddie is a, re- is a solid defender with, you know, a lot of offensive upside. So that, that's a tough team. And then they got, well, they don't have TJ Warren. I was about to say they have TJ Warren off the bench. The, and also granted, he doesn't do much on offense anymore. Ben Simmons. Eh? Anyone? Yeah. He, he didn't close. He didn't close against Philadelphia. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that, that's a bit tough. But mm-hmm. like that is a lot of length.
1: Ah uh, yeah, that it'll be an interesting team. And like you said, they're literally probably like one, maybe two all-stars away from uh AKFR. I would
0: say they need they need at least ironically two more superstars, but they basically traded away for those depth pieces. Yeah. Anyway, I like that team. That team is gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you wanted to talk about the uh, Sadiq Bay stuff, the aka the James Wiseman stuff. Yeah,
1: and aka <laughs> and GP2, the
0: GP two. The GP two. Yeah. Gr- granted, we don't know right now. We don't know what the situation is. Uh, apparently, he GP two was sitting next to Bob Myers at the Warriors game. Um, but basically, GP two failed the physical, and it, the four team trade. Which I don't even know what the four team trade, the the entirety of that four team trade is. Uh, but basically, that trade might get voided. But we're gonna talk about it, just like assuming that this deal goes through, which it kind of seems like it will. It, it it's good. They have the Warriors have till um, Sunday three no six thirty uh Pacific time to decide. So, GP, back to the Warriors. What would you think?
1: I mean, that just gives an added uh good defense, and uh, to be honest, I kind of don't remember how good his offense is.
0: He do, he does exactly what the Warriors need. Granted, he's been injured this season, so we'll see how much of his like athleticism is left. But like he, he's a three and dunk player, he's a three and D player. He play. Mm-hmm. he he shoots a three and he dunks. And all on the other side, he plays defense.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what every team would love. Uh whatchamacallit. I don't remember. Even... But the thing is, he has such like he that's all he does.
0: He doesn't do anything in between that, but he's a smart player, and he's a defensive difference maker. Like, granted, I don't know about this. You haven't seen him play, but, yeah. like, he is a guy that will lock down on the ball.
1: Well, that'll come great when it comes down to the playoff scene, I guess.
0: Yeah, like, they're going to, like, put him on, you know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and assuming if he's healthy, he's going to give those guys fits.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, well, let's talk about the other part of it, James Wiseman to the Detroit.
1: Uh, I mean, look, sure. look Vlade,
0: Vlade was ahead of the curb when they said Marvin Bagley could play small forward. He might, he just might have to.
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised Marvin's still, you know, starting.
0: <laughs> uh, i think he's coming off the bench i don't think he's started oh
1: oh okay that's even better than what i thought so yeah coming off the bench which is what i would expect from him but um yeah james wiseman to um detroit now sure but <laughs> let's talk about sadiq bay in detroit because i'm just thinking why i thought sadiq bay was one of your you know key pieces to you know going far and you know, I remember back in the day we tried trading Marvin for Sadiq Bey, and it was a big no from Detroit. Now you get James Wiseman in the mix for Sadiq Bey. Which is the Warriors version of Marvin Backley. <laughs> like
0: yeah, I, I hate like, to say it, it's like like second overall pick, half disappointed. Kids just not ha- hasn't improved in the past what three years at this point. Like, yeah, they're basically the same player. <laughs> James is
1: a little bigger, though. I mean, sure, but in terms of, you know, skill and, you know, what is provided, I mean, it's 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 still the same deal in, in my eyes. So it's it's just like, I, I don't know. I feel like Detroit made a mistake. And I, in my opinion, if I were a fan of Detroit, I just hope this trade gets voided so Sadiq comes back
0: but like if this gets voided it means gp2 doesn't i mean well it means james james goes back to the warriors and that's gonna be really awkward i know yeah I, i don't i don't get the sadiq base though why why were you looking to trade him like he's a perfect he's perfect on every single team every single team needs a guy like him a guy that plays that plays defense and then shoots a three maybe there's some personal issues behind the scenes that we're not hearing about but it's like what and then you just and then you add James Wiseman. Well, you have Jalen Durant, who's really good, and again Marvin Bagley and Beef Stew, like all in the front court. You don't have enough space to play those guys.
1: I mean, shoot. I mean, I've like you said, I felt like the Kings could have done something with that and probably added a little extra to get Sadiq Bay into the Kings.
0: Yeah, I don't get. I, I don't get it. It was just it was just mesmerizing. Maybe James ends up being a lot better in Detroit because he's, he simply didn't get the warrior style. And the warrior style is not conducive to developing because it's a very, very advanced style of play. And it really only works for certain kinds of players. James just simply was not ready. Mm. But at the same time, like why are you guys taking a chance on him?
1: Eh, Who knows? But uh Pretty much at the end of the day, Atlanta only gave up picks, right? Just to give to. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think that. There, there, I might be wrong. There might be a first involved in that.
1: There was a first involved. Let, hmm. let
0: me let me just check. Uh,
1: I thought it was five second rounders to. I want to say, um, Port one.
0: Let, let me see. Like, there's this, ugh, it's, it's a long ass like. Three, four teams. I, I wish someone was just illustrated. Just reading it is pretty insane. Let me see.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember Andy Hoops did it pretty well when it came to uh, what call it? Illustrating who gets what.
0: Okay, Hawks sent five second rounders. Jesus Christ, five <laughs> second rounders to the Warriors to get Sadiq Bay, uh, and Kevin Knox was traded to the Pistons to the Warriors, who then was traded to the Trailblazers for Peyton and Wiseman goes to Detroit. Five second rounders.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, if the Kings could have gotten into that, why not? Honestly, like I I, I think I would give a five. It'd be tricky to, like, this is weird to say, it'd be tricky. Where would we play him? Like, is he just going to be the two? I guess he's coming off the bench, but he's going to be in the closing lineup, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's tricky it would be like uh i feel like i, I don't know whatever happens i mean getting sadiq made would always be a plus it's just yeah i'm it, pretty sure it might yeah it would, would be,
0: be tricky I, I would just say
1: yeah oh wait war received kevin knox Wait.
0: oh uh, he's been rerouted to the to the blazers
1: oh i see i see
0: yeah the kevin knox yeah, you talk about a guy, I like talk about Obama not being good. Yeah, Kevin Knox is definitely not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> a, he took, He did play very well against the Kings when he was here in a Golden 1.
1: Yeah, and ever since then, I don't remember much from him, to be honest.
0: Nope. But yeah, overall, just a very confusing trade, like from Detroit's perspective. I can't why just five second rounders that didn't even end up going to you. And all you got that was James Wiseman. Sure, maybe this could all work and we would we all look like idiots and hell they could add Victor yama to this mix um over the summer. We'll see how this goes. But like yeah, and then GP2 back to the Warriors makes sense. I hope that works out, but yeah. Overall just a weird, just a weird trade.
1: Oh yeah. And we'll see how each of these teams will, you know, utilize their players. I mean, I know for sure the Warriors are it <laughs> could be really nice uh, with a uh, GP two back. Just don't know how the Pistons are with James Wiseman and, you know, Hawks with Sadiq Bay. It's that's always a plus I'd say.
2: Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, they could, they just could use some shooting and you know some defense uh, granted Trey young is still there and you just, you're just never going to be a, a an amazing defensive team. You're always going to have just him there. Who's, he's just not going to play defense. That's yeah. just not his thing.
1: I mean, maybe someday they'll surround defense around him, and he only has. They
0: have defense around him. That's the problem. <laughs> but it's <just laughs> like you just have a, a you just have a giant hole there, and it, it is what it is. Oh yeah, um yeah. Uh, what what's another trade you want to quickly talk about? Um, do you want to? I guess talk about some of the buyout guys. Maybe like Russ is rumored to be going to the Bulls.
1: Sure. I don't know how much that would uh, affect anything for the Bulls, to be honest.
0: I don't get it either. Like the Bulls not trading anyone is kind of confusing. Like them and the Raptors, like they're they're perpetually like trying to make the play in. Granted, like you know, if, like I like that's basically where the Kings have been the past few years, and that's not a good thing. So I, I kind of get where what they're trying to do, but I don't see them going anywhere.
1: Uh, yeah this season anyway and and another guy that uh, was mentioned about buyouts i i feel sad for john wall going back to the uh, houston rockets to be honest i mean i'm sad it didn't
0: work out in the clippers but i I don't know i don't know if this will work like i want to see him go to the celtics i think they just need another point guard i know marcus smart has been really good and I don't know if will work with the Celtics, but the Celtics need one like an extra, just an actual point guard.
1: Yeah, even off the bench for maybe ten minutes a game. I mean, that's all he really needs, really.
0: And honestly, that's ten minutes where you don't have Marcus Smart doing weird stuff. You know, <laughs> that's just that's just me. Um, but um, yeah, the, yeah, it's unfortunate that he's going back to. Um, Going back to Houston, and you know, I guess congratulations for Eric Gordon for getting out of Houston now to the back to the Clippers where he was drafted. Or was it was he drafted there or was he traded there? No, no, he was drafted there. I think.
1: Um, Dibbias don't recall because it's been what no, he is drafted from there, huh? Because I know he went to New Orleans in the Chris Paul deal, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So. But yeah, I mean, congratulations. The the, the long-lasting memory will be him fouling De'Aaron on that final three. So that'll be the yeah. last thing that he'll be known for, which, you know, stealth tanking move. Oh, yeah. Gave him a
1: gift on the way out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else? Reggie Jackson. Where did he end up? In, uh... He is going to go to Denver. Well, he got traded to
0: Charlotte. He's getting yeah. bought out and probably going to uh, Denver. And another guy that's on the move. Uh, so Terrence Ross has been bought out, and he's supposed to join the Mavericks.
1: Really, didn't Terrence see him tonight, Ross?
0: Terrence Ross, yeah, that guy.
1: Really, I haven't seen that guy in in a while. Jesus, in quite a minute, if you could say.
0: Yeah, it's just it's weird that he's been staying in Orlando for as long as he has. But hey, he's he's out of there, and maybe we'll see him in the third game against the Mavs. Dear God, I,
1: yeah, I didn't know he was still in the league, not going to lie. He didn't play much when he
0: was even like, yeah, when we saw, yeah, even I think he, he might have been injured the first game. And then in the second game, he barely played. and He, he legitimately didn't do anything. So,
1: hmm. well, I mean, yeah, hopefully he sticks around for a little while longer and maybe make up something <laughs> uh, for the, you know, rest of his career.
0: Um, any other trades you want to talk about?
1: Uh, let's see. I mean, didn't we talk about Mason Pomoy already? Yeah, he went to the Clippers, right? I don't even remember. Yeah, he did for the Reggie Jackson and second round pick from the Hornets.
0: Like, the Clippers are just stacking guys. Like, at a certain point, I think they have to trade tra- Terrence Mann. Like, I don't know. You just have to, you have too many wings, which, which is not a bad thing, but you know like how how many of them are you going to play you're gonna have to give one 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 away at some point
1: Mm. we shall see oh wow i I actually didn't know justin jackson uh back to the thunder
0: oh you talk about a guy i didn't know was still in the league so
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah. yeah
0: you think the king's gonna sign any buyout guys
1: I don't know. We probably could have, but then again, it's uh, it's up to the players to say, "Do I want to go to Sacramento and play for them?" That's my opinion. I, I will say,
0: it's not a bad situation. It's not as bad of, of a situation as it has been in the past years. So yeah. maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. It's just you know the right guy. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't. Any buyouts in my mind that uh you know that we could like probably sign? Russ don't do it for you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Mm, You need a playmaker off the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not Russ. (laughs) What's I? That's the one guy I don't want seeing the ball in his hand and dribbling.
0: Uh, like I remember, like at the beginning of the year, like I was actually. I was actually kind of down with the idea of, like, them signing Carmelo. Like, just, just for mm. shooting purposes. Yeah, but, like, again, I don't know if this is going to happen. I've heard, like, Sean Cunningham and, like, James Ham said, it's probably not going to happen. Like, Boogie is still out there.
1: I know, yeah.
0: And he's basically, they're basically saying, yeah, it's probably not going to happen just because they haven't seen. Like, he hasn't played. Boogie hasn't played. So, like, it's a bit tough, like, just to... Know, see, oh, by the way, Jay Crowder, yeah, Jay Crowder was also in that Brooklyn Nets deal, he's to the Bucks. That's going to be big, but we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, like the fact that Boogie hasn't played, that's going to be tricky.
1: Yeah, I know, it's been like three years now, I'd say. So, I mean, it it would be a nice and theoretical, you know, (laughs) I guess theory if uh whatchamacallit if boogie would to be come back and you know play like he did you know when he left off but
2: we all to be
0: fair last year in the in the denver series i thought he was fine for like what 12 minutes like uh, 12 minutes a game i think that's perfectly fine what he does
1: and he basically would be diets a bonus that's true and from you know listening to his last podcast i've heard from him I mean, he, he he would just be happy to play anywhere, regardless if it was Sacramento or not, because I had the interviewer did say if, it, you know, Sacramento would be a place that he would come back to. And he said he didn't care. You know what? Why not? Right. Just why not? Yeah. We'll see. It's just, you know, defense is still a thing. <laughs> Yeah, his look, tell
0: look, he'll fit right in. Like nobody plays defense <laughs> anyway. So,
1: yeah, as long as we produce an offense, we will be fine.
0: But, but yeah, we'll. I guess we'll end on this. Jay Crowder to the Bucks. That's gonna be big. It be. It basically means they don't have to play to Allen. So, or they probably still will play him because Bud's gonna do that. But like you know, you just have a guy who's not gonna hurt you when he's out there.
1: Hmm. I see
0: you're not you're not a fan of the deal
1: yeah
0: five second round picks no
1: (laughs) i mean we do have them
2: i
0: mean no 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 not 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 for not for the kings though i just meant like him to the Bucks. i think that's going to be a big deal
1: Mm, i see i mean i don't know i i don't i don't know too much about him to be honest to uh make a say
0: well, yeah, well, I thought the Jay Crowder, like that was another part of that was another deal that I think that does really change the landscape a little bit. So, yeah, uh, that covers most of the deals. There's probably there was probably a lot more smaller deals we can talk about. But I'll be honest, there, there was just so much I couldn't keep track.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see.
0: Uh, Luke Kennard to the Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies. That's going to be interesting. Um, He's a shooter and that's a team that does not shoot well from three. So that's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, now, looking at the free agents, I forgot there's one guy still out there, and his name is Hassan Whiteside. Uh,
0: I think I'd rather have Russ. <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs>
1: but- Probably, yeah, for sure. There's also Myers Leonard, uh, Tristan Thompson. Tristan
0: Thompson on, e- on ESPN now, I think.
1: Mm. I see. Well, Marcus Alders is still under a shit, dude. No.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not diving into this. I, I was never really a fan of his game.
1: Willie Cauley Stein. Lots of former Kings. Yeah. Dwayne Deadman. Ah, uh, Dwayne uh, Deadman. Actually, did did he sign somewhere? I forgot. <laughs> he got. He was traded and waived.
0: Oh, by the. Ah, uh,
1: I see. Uh Derek Favors. uh Ed Davis. Jeez, that's a name. I haven't heard in a while i don't know I I mean, a lot of centers um for some reason well i'm naming out all the centers oh that's why yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's all split by centers forwards and you, you you get to just
0: well that's gonna be an interesting uh maybe we do sign someone maybe we just keep stay pat i think uh pj dozier's still on the roster so our roster i think is set at this point and you know again like you know let's see let's see what the value of chemistry is through the, through the rest of these games
1: oh yeah we shall see
0: okay no well, that's all i have for this episode if you don't have anything else i'm going to call it a night um thank you guys for listening catch you guys back on the next one
1: yep we will see you guys later